Hey everyone, welcome to the Church Explained podcast, a conversation to grow your leadership and build your church. Today we've got an amazing guest. We've got Dustin Stradley the whole way from Florida. And, and I like what you've said there, Dustin, this idea of learning from other people around is... Um, and even even if they haven't got the same experience as us, they've got they have their own experience, which they can add into our lives, add into our church. And sometimes people have great ideas, and we've just got to have a, an openness as leaders, I think, to listen to them and take on board with humility. I think these days we've got to take it on board with humility, and and believe actually they've got something of value to give. You know, yeah, for sure, yeah. It's easier said than done. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You're living, you're living that out right now. That's the thing. So it's great to hear, brand new role. Um, you know all those changes. I, I'd love just to dig in deep a little bit if I can to be a little bit nosy. Bring it on. A little bit nosy, almost to get behind the scenes a little bit. Obviously, you're working with a lot of the campus pastors. You're. Your key thing is to obviously inspire them, equip them, train them. I wonder if you could give us a little bit of a sneak preview. Of what does that look like? How, how are you guys training people at Elevation Church? What are you doing? Because obviously you're producing some amazing leaders. And uh, and I think there's something maybe we can glean from you guys. So I wonder if you'd share a little bit behind the scenes stuff of what's happening. For sure. Let me, let me give you... Uh... I thought about this earlier because I thought it was, I thought it was a good question. I don't know that we have a specific program or a, a formulated way of doing this. Yeah. But I did, I did come up with four, four principles that I think have been helpful um, in developing and, and and building our our campus pastors. So I'll give you all four and then I'll break them down real quick. Uh, yes. Number one would be learn learn number two would be empower number three would be ask number four would be demand Mm. so learn what are you learning about yourself and what are you learning about others because leaders are learners they have to be there is no one size fits all tool to build all leaders every person has a unique genius so how I lead Dave may look different from how I lead Nathan mm. because Dave is wired differently than Nathan. God has created us all unique according to his image with different mm. gifts, different strengths, different weaknesses, all these things combined. So we have to learn about the people that we lead. There is no formula that if I apply this formula to every person that I lead, I will get X results. Sure. So constantly asking the people I lead, what are you learning about the people you lead? What are their love languages? What energizes them? What discourages them? How do they best receive feedback? Um, do they do they need words of affirmation? Do they need you to spend time with them? what is most meaningful to them learn about the people that you lead but also learning about yourself Mm. one of the best investments you can make is is to invest into yourself so if i'm not aware of my tendencies if i don't know my own strengths if i don't know my own own areas of weakness 
if I don't know where I can best add value, then I have nowhere to aim. So leader learners, um, two empower. So don't just see people as a means to get things done, but see getting things done as a means to build people. Mm. So this isn't just delegating task. Well, I've got a lot on my to-do list today, Dave. So I'm going to find five people to, to take it off my plate so I can be freed up to go play basketball. But instead, how can I see each one of these opportunities as, as an opportunity to build someone, to be a better husband, a better mom, a better leader, to build a better human being? So what are the, the tasks and projects? This may be something mm -hmm. I asked one of my leaders and I'm asking myself that you're holding on to that you need to empower someone else to own. And how can you see this as an opportunity, not just to get things off your plate, but an opportunity to build them into being a better leader. Mm. So helping them to discover their own gifts sure. or inviting them into the budgeting process, which then will help them with their own personal budgeting, which then now helps them to build up financial blessings for their wife and children and their children and their children. Mm. Uh, the third would be ask ask ask. If you keep telling people what to do, they'll always wait for your next command. Mm. But ask, asking questions, guiding them to a solution instead of just giving them a solution. That's better development. Brilliant. So something Pastor Craig Rochelle asked on his podcast recently, or, or it was an exercise. He said on a scale of one to 10, how good of a listener are you mm. in developmental conversations? Mm. And the way you can discover that is ask the people on your team, ask your, your spouse, and then try to ask five questions before ever offering any suggestions. Brilliant. And men, men are particularly not great at this. <laughs> yeah, 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 we, yeah. we hear someone present the problem. We want to bring a we solution. Yeah. Yeah. But what if we, we want to fix it, but what if instead we ask five questions and maybe we lead them to the same solution we had in their, our mind in the first place, but now there's more power in them discovering it than me giving it. And the last one would be demand. Mm. Pastor Stephen Furtick, my mentor, my leader, my pastor, once said, God doesn't demand what he doesn't deposit. Mm. That the demand placed on you is an indication of the deposit in you. And Larry Bry, one of our other pastors, uh, once told me, he said, the greatest compliment I can give you is to demand more of you. Mm. So placing a healthy demand, and I don't mean to be, let's not take it out of context, be a demanding leader. It doesn't give you license to be a jerk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't give you license to, to not be sensitive. 
to all the different responsibilities someone's carrying as a, as a dad or mom or in the workplace or within the church or within the business. But just like weightlifting, like oftentimes I think in my mind, this is all I can do. But one of my workout buddies, he said, you can do more than that. Sure. I was like, I, 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 probably not. He said, yes, you can. Mm. And he put more weight on the bench. And by him putting more weight on the bench and it putting more of a demand on me, it showed me that I had more in me. Mm. The demand indicates the deposit. Because of that, I grew in confidence. I became stronger. I was able to lift more weight. So one question you could ask is what, who is one person you currently lead that you need to put more on? And once you identify that person, what's one way you can demand more of them this week? Nice. And I'm just thankful for the people who called things out of me that I didn't know was in me. Almost every opportunity, even within our, our ministry or even before stepping into vocational ministry, public speaking used to be my biggest fear. Wow. And I remember at a sales conference, I was there to learn, just take notes, sit in the back. And there were about 700 people at this conference. And uh, one of the executives there, he calls me over to the side. He said, hey, one of our speakers just canceled. I want you to get up and speak. Mm. <laughs> I said, well, you obviously don't know. I was like, you obviously don't know me well. He's like, no, you have a gift. He's like, you're a communicator. I said, well, I've never spoken in front of 700 people, and you're only giving me an hour's notice to figure out what the heck to say to them. And many of them are way smarter than I am. He said, you're going to do great. He gave me quick two or three minutes worth of handles, told me to be myself, and just tossed me up there. And it was like that kind of demand that was placed on me that showed me that there was, there was something in me, that God had placed something mm -hmm. in me. And I could give you story after story of, of people who demanded something of me, demanded more of me, and it felt overwhelming. Now, of course, if there's so much weight on the bench that I can't get it off my chest, I also had leaders who cared enough to come and spot me and pull the, pull, yeah, yeah. Pull, pull the weight up so that I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get injured. And we have to be sensitive to that. Yeah. But those, those are some of the things that, that I started thinking through when, when developing our campus pastor, mm. developing different staff members, developing leaders in general, um, help them to yeah, learn about great. themselves, help them to learn about the people they lead, empower them as an opportunity to build them, ask them lots of questions, and then put a great demand on them so they can, they can get stronger and grow into who God has created them to be. Yeah, I, I love that. And, and just uh, let's recap those four things then, because you had ownership in there. What else did you have? You had ownership. So I had, I had, I, I had, well, I had learn, I had learn, learn I had empower, I had ask, yeah. I had demand, which spells the That's word lead, nice. by the way, just to make it simple well, yeah, for people. Okay, spells, yeah. <laughs> spells the word lead. <laughs> that is useful, actually. That's useful for people who, who are not quite thinking this afternoon. So lead, I love, I love that. And I, I think there's some amazing stuff in there. Um, and there's something powerful about actively listening to people you know people who are on your staff or on your team like one of the things I had to I want to say relearn as I was doing some training to be a coach like a leadership coach was this idea of actively listening yes so in other words previously previously before then 
if someone was with me having a conversation, I would be thinking of the next thing to say to them to try and help them and solve their issue. Actually, yes. and by, but by, by doing that, I wasn't really listening. So, so that was a big mind shift for That's me. That's what and gets us in really, trouble in our marriages. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And I think there's something in that about listening actively. So one of the things I do is like if I coach people, you know, listening is not just about the verbal communication, but the best questions come out of what you see, what you hear, and what you sense in the space. So what you see, what I you hear, it. what you see in the space, and not just the words, because actually our bodies say a lot of I'm stuff. I'm taking some notes. You know? I'm taking notes. <laughs> Make some notes. But it's a real great skill to learn rather than trying to think, hey, I've got to get the next question to that person. I've got to get the next answer. I just discovered by doing that, you're not really being present with them. You're not really listening to mm. them where they're at. So I, I would encourage all leaders, like even if you're not coaching, like if you're with people, truly, if you want to truly listen to them, don't form a question in your head that you're going to give them. Listen to them first. And it's one of the greatest gifts we can give someone Absolutely. is our presence, like being uh, present. And that's a rare commodity in today's culture. Yeah, absolutely. We're so distracted. I can easily be in a podcast with you thinking about the meeting that starts from 30 minutes from now that I'm missing the gift that you are mm. to me in this moment. But then in the next meeting, I'm thinking about the never ending to do list I'm trying to accomplish before the Sabbath. And I, I'm, I'm, I can easily get distracted. So this is a struggle for me. And yeah. my counselor, when Maddie and I went through premarital counseling, he challenged us on this to, to start to, to listen to one another and then to uh, repeat back to one another what we're hearing. So yeah, even if it sounds elementary to, to my oh. wife, and she's way better at it than I am, and most females are, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say, okay, babe, what I'm hearing you say is, and then repeat back to her word for word what I heard her say. And sometimes she'll say, that's not what I said. <laughs> no, I don't say that at all. You heard something else. <laughs> but it's also that's a good practice for, for, for leaders, uh, it, it, yeah. relationship building. So sometimes we'll do a role play where we'll have leaders sure. in a room. And, and so there's three levels. There's easy, medium, and hard. And we're going to start easy mm. where Dave says, mm. my favorite Starbucks beverage is nitro cold brew. And then I say, what I'm hearing you say is your favorite Starbucks beverage is nitro cold brew. That's easy. Great. And if I said it perfectly, then we can move on to the next round. If I did not, then Dave gets to call me out. He's like, nope, that's not what I said. I said my favorite drink. I didn't say beverage. I said drink. And it's like even wow. just the small nuance of missing a word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I don't like cold brew, but I do like nitro cold brew. So if I tell you my favorite beverage is nitro cold brew and then Dave brings me a cold brew, that's dangerous. That's, that's, where, that's where marriage conflict happens, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, there's some useful stuff in here. It, it, sometimes stuff like this seems very elementary, but actually it's often the small things like this that people miss. And I just want to encourage leaders, like, listen, listen to this. Put it in a price, you know, if you're in a staff meeting or with your team, like truly listen, because actually people will feel so much more valued by that listening, won't they? 
So it's fantastic. Well, hey, listen. You said it earlier. Just last thing I'll say is you said it earlier. Like we as leaders feel pressured to always have a yeah. response. Always have a solution. Yeah. And absolutely. oftentimes when people come to us, they don't really even want our advice. <laughs> Let's be honest. No, no, I'm learning that more and more. Yeah. Hey, Dustin, I got a question for you, and I'd love your advice on what I should do. And I already mm. know they probably already made up their mind on what they should do. Yeah, they really absolutely. just want someone to listen. <laughs> they, they do. So they return do. the question. Yeah. I'm like, well, Dave, what do you think you should do? And Dave's like, well, I think I should do this. And it's like, okay, well, then maybe you should do that, Dave. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, my gosh, thank you, Dustin. That was so helpful. Thank you. That was meaningful. I'm like, all I did was listen and return exactly. the question. Yeah, that was the best advice I ever had. It was your good yeah. advice, of course. That's the challenge, isn't Which it? Which was your own. Hey, hey, hey let's just, um, we've got a few more questions um, as yeah. we go through in the podcast. But I want to ask you then, what do you think, like just in your context or, or even a wider leadership context, what, what do you think is the biggest challenge that young leaders are facing? And, and how do you address them? probably not just young leaders it's many many leaders and many people but we have an identity crisis Mm. Uh, in a performance driven culture where validation is found in in likes in uh, approval the temptation is to lead to be liked sure instead of leading confidently based on conviction. Mm. So if I'm starting from the place of how can I get more influence? How can I get more likes? How can I win more people over? Not inherently bad questions, but maybe not the best starting point. Mm. Mm. Because in the in the pursuit of influence, it may be easy to compromise identity. And my identity can be found in what I do instead of who I am. Or my identity is then shaped by who others want me to be instead of who I am in my core. And when I don't know who I am, I can compromise my character and core values for more influence in, in our culture. So it's again starting with this identity crisis of, of finding I, I went through this big time coming out of the pandemic. Sure. You strip away the microphones, you strip away the, the room with thousands of people. I was traveling and speaking all over the, the, the world at one point. Uh, social media influence was growing and then pandemic happens. Everything is stripped away. Now, who am I? And I had a bit of an identity crisis because my identity was in what I did, not who I truly am. Mm. And and it's interesting, especially in the world of social media, just, um, you know, as we have evolved culturally in, in different aspects, how, how, how much of, um, you know, you asked like the biggest challenge for young leaders is, is leading yeah. from a place of, of how can I how can I get more likes? How can I win sure. them over? How can I say the sexiest yeah, yeah, yeah. thing? How can I say the most tweetable thing? How can I just put together this little package in which everyone's going to reshare? And it's not just social media. 
but then you can easily yeah. begin to compromise who you are at your core and your values. And it's, it's an interesting, interesting dynamic that uh, many of us leaders are, are wrestling through. Yeah, I, th I think you're right there. And I think many leaders would have faced very similar challenges uh, during the pandemic and the sort of lockdown, um, not doing the things they were normally doing, whether they were preaching every week or leading and doing stuff. And then suddenly not having that, uh, not having that, you weren't doing that in the same way. So it was a big shift for people, really. So, yeah, I think you're right. There's something around identity and to be secure in who we are rather than like trying to get all the likes and, as you say, trying to be the funniest person on stage. You, you, you know what I mean? Because all, all, all that, it comes and goes, but actually the, the stuff we're about as leaders is bigger than that and more important right. than that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, can I rest easy at night knowing that, that God loves me, regardless of how I perform today, God loves me, He's not mad yeah. at me. He's not disappointed. He's not discouraged with me, that God loves me, that he is pleased with me, that he is for me, that he is in me, that he is with me, that my wife loves me, that, I'm a, that I'm a good husband. Even if I didn't yeah. put the most viral um, video out on Instagram today, does my wife love me? Was I present with my daughter? Sure. I mean, she's only five months. She's not going to remember a lot of of dad right now but soon enough she's going to remember uh this version of dad who's with her but not right. really with her right because i'm just trying to get a few more things accomplished and i'm trying to achieve a few more things and again as a driven leader this is really difficult for me i'm really reevaluating right. all of my my priorities and what matters most and rediscovering i know all the right things to say well you know who i am in christ and but it's really God's doing a deep work in me um, as a leader to lead from the place of being in, in unity with him and, and being content with who I am instead of leading from a place of finding my validation in what I do. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Hey, let's, uh, let me give you a couple of quick fire questions. All right, let's go. Um, so you can do this quick, uh, but they're great questions and I don't want to miss them. So, uh, but quick fire, what, what are you most excited about and what are you most challenged about? I think the opportunity, this is one and the same, the opportunity to pioneer the next version of God's church. Oh, I like that. Uh, of course, of course, the church is, is not a building, it's God's people. And people's habits and mindsets are always evolving. Yeah, so it's been true. interesting over the past couple of years, yet invigorating in regards to building the next version of God's church. And I'm not sure that anyone has mm -hmm. it figured out yet, but no, it's an exciting challenge. <laughs> and if you do, like, let's connect yeah. off this and you give me all the secrets <laughs> on, on, on how to best do that. <laughs> Hey, can I say that that actually could be a good, a good, uh, a good second podcast? We may get you back again to talk about that in more detail because it's quick fire this one, but I, I really want to dive into that. But I'm going to resist uh, okay. because we may come back to that. We're going to resist, but, All but right. I may we'll come back. We'll exercise the discipline to stay focused, and we'll come back to that. Oh, All right. It's hard that one because Oof. it's it's packed. It's packed. It's very packed. Um, 
The next one is this. Who has inspired you the most and why? That'd be my dad. Why? Say some more. His consistency. Oh, I love it. So yeah. consistency and commitment is a rare value in today's culture. Mm. Uh, but it's a superpower of my dad's. He prayed for me every day before I was even born into this world. And he has prayed for me every day since I've walked on this earth. He's worked the same job for over 45 years now with the same positive attitude, integrity, uh, intense work ethic. And he leverages that job. He works at a, a chemical plant. He leverages that, that job as an opportunity to reach people for Christ. He's, he, he's consistent. He's consistently encouraging. He's consistent in spending intimate time with God. I and mean, he wakes up at 4 a.m. every day before he goes into work. And he, he will just fall flat on his face in the word of God and just cry out to God every single day. Um, wow. He doesn't have a podcast. You won't see any videos from him on YouTube. You'll never hear a tweetable statement. Um, that everyone's sharing on Instagram. He doesn't even know how to turn a computer on. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> he yeah, just yeah, got yeah. his first smartphone. Just wow. got his first smartphone. And we had to train him on how to use a smartphone. But this man has more joy and peace than most I've, I've seen. And he, inv- mm. he evangelizes better than most I know. He's committed to God. He's committed to his family. He's committed to his church. He's, he's consistent. So oh, that's man. been a great, great, great model for me uh, throughout my life. He's my hero. Hey, and a big shout out to your dad. Say say that you've been on this podcast and tell him we uh, commend him for that. Um, we yes. like him on the podcast though because he likes to, he likes to be behind the scenes, isn't that what you're saying? There's something uh, powerful about just being, I suppose, being hidden and not being upfront. There's a little bit of something we can learn from that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Hey, listen, we're going to head to our final question. This is our bonus question today before we wrap up. It's been brilliant to have you on the podcast. We've had some fun, and uh, yeah, we are. We could certainly get you back for some of this stuff as well. But here's the final question we like to ask our guests, which is our bonus question, which is this. What is the one question no one is asking you that you wish they would? And what is your answer to that question? This is a tough question, Dave. Why are you going to put me on the spot like that? It's got to be done. It's got to be done. The final one. I I mentioned it. Oh, goodness. So much pressure. So much pressure. Now I mentioned it. I mentioned it earlier. Why? Yeah. Like it's easy to live in how or what. Like, what are we doing today, and how can we accomplish that? What's on my calendar? Um, what diet plan should I try, and how does that work? Those are not mm-hmm. bad questions. I'm a leader who's biased towards action, not bad questions, and they should be asked. But how often, Dave, you and I both know, does that not work? (laughs) How how many people have tried all the new diet plans, but none of them seem to work? Mm. How many people start there and never finish it? So I think sometimes we forget to ask the most important question. And this is the question we should start with, and that's why. Mm. Why is the thing that will wake me up? every morning to accomplish the what and figure out the how. 
Yeah. And if your why is specific and strong enough, you can figure out anyhow. Yeah, that's true. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I working so hard to push this initiative forward or to build this or to go to this place? And it, and it has to be emotional. And maybe maybe my why and your why can evolve over time. Yeah, absolutely. But my my why for certain things, I mean, my my future wife and my daughter was my why before I was married. Mm. Some some of my habits, I began to change long before I was married because I thought to myself, the decisions I'm making right now are not always only going to affect me at some point they're going to affect my future wife and my future kids so why do i want to change these habits not just because i heard an inspirational i read an inspirational book and it told me i should change these habits but why why for me well i want to build up generational blessings for my children and their children that's why i do a budget every day a boring budget every single day i look at a spreadsheet my wife and i talk about numbers all the time we didn't always do that i don't like doing that i was the worst at math for the longest time but why do we do that because we want to build up something for our daughter that maybe we never had yeah and for for her children at some point that they never had we want to be insanely generous. God has given us everything that we have, and we just want to be an open vessel to let that flow through. So why do we put together a budget every single day and talk about it every single day? Not just because someone told us we needed to put a budget together. That's too, I mean, but just be boringly consistent and start with the question, why? <laughs> why am yeah, I doing this? I like that motivates me yeah. to open up the spreadsheet. That motivates me to send the email. That motivates me to send the text message. That motivates me to get out of bed and go for a run this morning when I think about some of the, the health issues of, of people around me as they've gotten older and maybe didn't prioritize that. Why, 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 why? That's much more motivating and, and, and deeper than just what should I do today or how should I get there? Yeah, I, lo I love that. Big, big, bigger than how and bigger than what. So your question is ask the why, and maybe that's the thing that leaders should be doing whether it's a ministry or even how they're running the church, why are we doing this the way we're doing it? Is a great question to think through. And uh, that, that would lead nicely into your, your thought on sort of the thing that challenges you and the thing that excites you is about building the church for the future around that idea. And I think, I think we, ha we may have to come back to this at some point because it's just triggered something in me that I think I'll, I'll need to pick up. But for today, it is a wrap. And uh, hey, listen, it's been so good to have you with us uh, the whole way from sunny Florida. Uh, thank you for taking the time early in the morning. It's late in the afternoon for us, but thank you for being with oh, us. Thank you, guys. If people want to connect with you or find you, how should they do that? First, Dave, thank you. I love what God's doing through you, what's happening through um, opportunities like this, how many leaders you're helping in different industries, different businesses, different churches. Your ability to network and connect with people is unmatchable. Aww. It's amazing. So thank so keep you. up the great work and, uh, and we're here to support you and we're cheering you on every step of the way. Uh, Instagram, it's just my full name. Try to make it easy, Dustin Stradley. You can add me on Facebook, Dustin Stradley. Email DustinStradley at gmail.com. Try to keep it consistent, as simple as possible. 
Oh, fantastic. Well, we want to say a big thank you for being with us today. And uh, we want to say to all our listeners, if they want to get some free resources to help them their church and their team, they can head on over to our website, icon.church/resources. They can pick up some free resources and... Uh, we just want to bless them as well. Uh, check again, it out. Go uh, download them. Check it out. Yeah, absolutely. And again, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, let somebody know about it. Subscribe if you're whatever platform you're on and let people know where to find us because they too hopefully will enjoy what we have talked about today.